0: Today's guest on Words with a Wise Guy is Gardner Edgerton High School coach Brian McGee. I've gotten to know Brian over the years. He's had wonderful track and field teams at Gardner Edgerton, and we've actually recruited a lot of his athletes. And if you're at the state track meet, you'll always see a terrific contingent from Gardner Edgerton doing well, winning state championships, and sending a lot of kids on to the next level. So uh, he... Went to Lawrence High School and then stayed right there and went to KU in college and then immediately became a coach at Gardner-Edgerton. He was five years an assistant before becoming the head coach and has now been there for 15 years as the head track and field coach for the boys at Gardner-Edgerton. Uh, he gives a little bit of insight on what it's like being a high school coach uh, in these times and not only a coach but a teacher and some of the differences that that they have to deal with maybe compared to what, as college coaches, we're dealing with. So I thought it'd be appropriate to get Coach McGee on this podcast and share some of his insights and thoughts. So really good conversation. This is Coach Brian McGee from Gardner-Edgerton. Here with Brian McGee from Gardner-Edgerton High School. And so previously we've had a bunch of college coaches talk about their experience with what's going on. And so I wanted to get a high school coach's perspective. And uh, you were one of the first people I thought of. So tell me, you know, from a high school coach, you know, in colleges, we've, it's been more public maybe because of the NCAA championships and March Madness and all that kind of stuff. But what has it been like to be a high school coach, teacher, um, you know, in terms of just the initial hearing about everything and then starting to try to formulate a plan for moving forward?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities, you know, both college and high school are close to our athletes, students. Um, so... It started to get nervous on my end when the NCAA started making those big decisions uh, starting with college basketball and then you started trickling down more and more. So, but still never, never thought it would, you know, come to this. I'm not sure anyone did. Um, hardest part was that last practice before spring break, but not really knowing it was our last. And then, you know, I feel bad for all our athletes, for sure. But every one of them, except for the seniors, will have another chance at it. And so I really just, my heart's just broken for those kids. Um, I, don't, I still don't have the words. I've reached out to as many of them as I can uh, um, and, and will continue to. But talent or trophies or whatever aside, uh, just knowing all the hard work they'd put in ahead of time and their families had been planning for that special senior season since they were little, uh, just, you know, not getting a chance at that. And then on top of it, you know, the uncertainty with uh, prom and graduation ceremony and just all those big events, I I just still can't wrap my head around uh, um, just how surreal this whole thing is. I I was proud of our staff uh, very quickly right before spring break when we got Hints that spring break might be extended at that point we put some optional workouts together for kids made sure they got copies of those gave them uh, social distancing instructions and um, but just some things they could do on their own or even at home to try to stay in shape Uh, and then we just put together our educational plan as a district and launched that today so then reaching out uh, doing the remote learning or virtual learning as they're calling it now with with my seniors and my other classes that just kicked off today. So contacted parents and and students. So Um, there's that, I mean, at least there's that to do, but I I totally feel inadequate as a coach, um, other than just trying to help with mental health. Again, like I said, reaching out to athletes as I'm sure you're doing and uh, contemplated throwing a zoom meetings together with seniors or just different groups of kids. I don't really know yet. So, seeing how this continues to unfold, and then, and then you know, hoping we can get back to some type of normalcy uh, uh, by the summer, whether it's facility use or working out or you know, whatever that might be. Same boat as you, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, you know, we, we hear different things every day, so it's hard to know how to prepare for whatever we're preparing for. You know, we were, uh, I was emailing this morning with Coach Hunter, because we're supposed to be hosting the AAC cross country meet and you know next next fall and uh, so we're working on those things but you know I heard I think I heard like Kirk Herbstreet Street over the weekend say he doesn't think there's going to be a college football season you know and and you just like well I guess we'll prepare the best we can and get going whenever we get going yeah. we, we'll probably eventually get going we just don't know when we will and I'm assuming right. once we get going we will be happy that we're as prepared as we can be rather than just shutting down everything and being out of shape and just totally being um, turned off for a while, I guess. I don't know. Just no one's ever done this before. So everyone is in the same boat, I guess. So what about, what about like kids, especially seniors that you have that are trying to figure out where to go to college? Do you you have any kids in that boat or are most of the kids that you work with had that figured out already?
1: Yeah. I I was just really relieved that, I think the majority of our seniors who wanted to go on to the next level and compete were able to secure scholarships prior to this season. I'm just hopeful that that aid remains available as they get into those programs and those coaches are figuring out seniors coming back for that fifth year now or, or whatever. But uh, um, yeah, for the majority of our kids that, you know, would have had the opportunity, I'm pretty sure that they were, they were able to secure it and not come into the season with the uncertainty, the pressure of trying to have a big senior season to, to figure that out.
0: Right. Yeah, It's I guess today um, there's a big NCAA phone call where they're going to be trying to figure a lot of that stuff out. And um, our compliance person is keeping us up to date with how they're going to do that. But you really don't know what's going to come out of that. And right. there's just so many things that go into it. You know, from everyone gets eligibility back to maybe just the seniors get eligibility back, and maybe the you know the schools are gonna have to pay for it versus you know um, how all that's gonna work. So I mean, there's so many. The the academic parts of it are just crazy because we're talking about the athletic side of it, but there has to be an athletic or uh, academic component to it. So to try to figure all that out, and then on top of it, try to figure out what incoming high school kids who maybe can't go to school anymore how how do they become eligible academically
1: because you have to have all these requirements so yeah Yeah. it's a big mess it is it is i know from a track standpoint our our top boy high jumper um dayton williams um, is is going on to compete nick allen our javelin thrower is going on to compete those were going to be two of our big leaders for this season so um, again happy happy for those two to secure that and uh, even though they didn't get to have the senior season they were definitely and we were all hoping they would uh it's really excited to watch them move on out there selected schools kind of speaking of that one thing that connects us besides
0: facial hair and bald head (laughs) uh, is the fact that um you come down to wichita state for the state track meet every year if for anyone listening this is not from kansas it's hard to describe and it was difficult for me when i first came here 14 years ago uh, how, how significant that meet is, how how big it is, how exciting and intense and how many people have had their best memories of athletics in that stadium. So how do you, how do you, have you dealt with your athletes for them to understand that they're not going to have that experience this year or especially maybe a senior, I guess some of your seniors are moving on. So at least they have something to look forward to but there may be seniors that are done and they won't run college track. How do you balance, you know, those emotions for a, a young person? Like, you know, for someone like me or you, we've gone through it before, and we're gonna survive it. But for imagine you were a senior in high school, that's gonna be the first time you deal with something like that. It's pretty, pretty difficult, I gotta imagine.
1: Yeah, and I'll just be honest. I think I've, I've failed there. I, I don't have the words. A- again, and it, I don't even know where that experience ranks with some of those kids. Now we're fortunate. We, we have. Uh, had a very talented boys and girls roster and many of those kids would have been returning to state so at least they many of them had that experience but um you know for the few that that uh, may have qualified and it would have been their first time or seniors last time i don't even know you know wh- where that's on the priority list right now when they're thinking i can't hang with my friends i'm not getting to prom i'm not getting a graduation ceremony perhaps um just all those unknowns competing in front of home fans at our own invitational, just, just all those personal goals. So, you know, I don't know that I have felt that to single the state experience out more or less, just thank them for their dedication to us and try to put in perspective uh, that usually only through adversity do we grow. And this is the most extreme of adversities right now, societally. So, But that that's really it. I I just it again, it's surreal. It's still too new. There's still like you just mentioned some of the unknowns until some of those questions are answered. It's it's hard to have perspective and to, I think, share that with with them. Um, You know, I've been in contact with some seniors today just academically and they're saying, hey, what about local scholarships? Those are due tomorrow. You know, what do we. So it's there's just so many pieces out there that need to fall into place still. So what are you doing to keep yourself busy every day right now? Not enough, coach. I, I've probably put on 20 pounds and it's not stress eating. There's not a lot of stress right now for me. Uh, it's boredom eating. So I'm trying to get in a routine like I tell my athletes. I am uh, setting a meal plan. I am uh, doing some yoga in the mornings. I am doing some, some of our dynamic warm up that we do. Uh, multiple walks with my dog. She's, she's already exhausted coming back from a 30 minute and just getting out and trying to soak up the rays on beautiful days like today. Um, and then just really making a point to reach out to as many people as I can during the week, checking on them and um, how they're doing with, with everything. Is there something and you talked about the
0: struggles you know that you, you have and you come through it and you become tougher, but is there some way to for, for young people, to to grab hold of that being dif- being a difficult time and and struggling through this is an important part of growing up and maybe you know we grew up in a time where there was no internet or cell phones or things like that and so we had to struggle where we maybe maybe didn't know we were struggling compared to someone that might have it have some things easier nowadays is it is this can there be a positive come out of this for young people to go through and eventually look back upon something that helped them become tougher, help them uh, get through hard times that they'll have in the future because they dealt with something that was, as our society has never dealt with before.
1: I hope so. And and I think so. Uh, these seniors are in high school are nine 11 babies. I mean, so that, that happened and they weren't you know cognizant of that. And so this is their nine 11. This is their, I don't want to say wake up moment, but, but, a moment of appreciating things that previously they had taken for granted. And that could be healthcare, That could be just general awareness of your surroundings. And um, I mean, so many factors that they'll now be as contributing adults and citizens in society, whether it's as voters, whether it's just doers out there, just impacting lives positively. So um, I, I, th- I think it will, you know, galvanize and change and for the better. You know, all that kind of remains to be seen, but I'm, I'm hopeful that they take it. I, I, I remember I was what in my second year, just started my second year teaching when, when nine 11 happened, watched it live in my classroom t- television during my planning period, ran around, was telling people, you know, I think, you know, shut it down. Like this is mm-hmm. real, What, whatever. That was such a moment that changed how we, how we traveled, you know, how we boarded airplanes. Um, just taking time to appreciate those around you and realizing that we as Americans are not invincible of things that we might see elsewhere. So uh, that certainly changes and oftentimes just for the short term. And then, like you say, you start slacking again or get back into your, your normal routine. But I think it's going to take us quite a while to get back into our, normal routine whenever that full green light is given and we'll be much more appreciative of spring sports, going to a ball game, going to a ball game, uh, uh, just going out to eat all the, all those things. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause you know, just, just those simple
0: things uh, you know, I think I was w- Wichita, you know, there, I think is like a lot of places where they're kind of shut down, but you can still go to the grocery store. You can still go to essential businesses And I was out yesterday and just noticed there's a lot of people still out, I think, out of boredom because they just want to get out, whether they're going to the hardware store or whether they're doing a project around the house and, you know, just trying to have something to do because, you know, yeah, we're not going to
1: restaurants and we're not going to the movies and we're not doing those things like that. So. It's, Can't even it's, go to a gym to work out. Yeah. It, and, and that was, I was just hearing that on some sports talk radio, Coach, was it was a really good point. After 9-11, we had those escapes. We could go to the movies with our friends. We could do um, just general socializing. All those are gone. All, all that's off the table. This is uncharted territory. So, yeah, uh, it's it's certainly day-by-day uh, day uniqueness we're still getting used to.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a new normal. At least now we're trying to... That, at which Wichita State track trying to have regular meetings with our team and uh, they' you know every single kid has a different workout situation right now mm-hmm. some kids are literally quarantined in their house and some kids can still mm-hmm. get to a track you know and so mm-hmm. it's and that seems like the biggest struggle just trying to figure out what do you how kind of what kind of workouts do you send a kid like that but um, so so you've been coaching you've had a ton of success at Gardner Edgerton we've recruited a lot of your athletes and um, thank you for that by the way and uh, 15 years as the head coach, 20 years since you graduated from KU. And has, have you ever had thoughts of not being at Gardner Edgerton, whether moving on to college coaching or to another job profession? It seems like you're locked in as one of the great Kansas high school track coaches. That, you know, for uh, as a college coach, we're just like, well, we know Coach McGee's at Gardner and we know they got a good team. And you just kind of get used to that. Has there been, you know, through those 20 years, has there been times where you thought about doing something different or is, is this been your dream job that you're feel like you're lucky to have to this day?
1: I think as you go through and thank you for those kind words, coach, but I, I think as you go through as a young coach and you're an assistant, you think, man, this is perfect. And then you become a head coach and you're going, okay, what did I do? This is not the same thing. <laughs> and then you, after a few years, you get your footing and, um, you go, wow! This is this is a blast, and you know, you, uh, and being friends with you and people like uh, Cole Davis and others, um, I think the longer I'm in it, the more I realize for me the grass is likely not greener on the other side. I'm in a very good spot at a district that's very uh, track friendly and with a coaching staff that I've been together with for ten plus years, most of them, and those that I have been with are award winning just superstars at what they do Uh, we have a culture and our our kids constantly surprise us regardless of how ridiculously high our expectations are and they're just great kids and when I talk to other coaches that I respect around that's not always the case you know where they're at uh, whether it's just a multi- A multi-high school district, which we don't have. We're one high school town, which is a huge advantage. Everyone grows up wanting to be a trailblazer. That's that's pretty cool. So I'm good. I'm a lifer as long as they'll have me. Uh, I'm very, very happy doing this and seeing where it'll go uh, as we continue to get bigger as a school. Well,
0: um, I hope we have some more trailblazers to recruit in the future. And, Me too. and I know that I know that maybe we might even do it in that right now, but uh, we're not allowed to talk about that on these things, but, um, but yeah, thanks for, for joining us and looking forward to continued success at Gardner Edgerton. When, once we get back and, and going, and I'm sure that uh, you'll do a great job of rounding up the troops and getting them fired up again for another trip down to Wichita state, for state tracking sometime.
1: I appreciate it coach. And I'll end with this. Uh, a lot of, the good that we've tried to instill here was absolutely gained from the friendship I have with you, Coach Rainbow, Coach Yost, um, just really the whole staff, uh, the family atmosphere you guys have created uh, with your Shockers um, is something really special. And I don't, I think, I think some people that, see that on the outside with programs, think to take it for granted a little bit. Um, But it's not easy to build and it's even harder to maintain. You guys have done that exceptionally well. So kudos to you and uh, go Shockers. We'll talk soon, Coach.
0: I appreciate those words. All right, man, have a good one. Talk to you later.
1: Bye-bye.